Good morning. My name is Rick Tolliver. This is another episode of Freedom Road Unchained. I uh, I left off after our last podcast after sharing my my uh, feelings and my convictions regarding some recovery issues and uh, in my lifetime I have <clears throat> been very involved in secular recovery programs such as AA. Uh, that's where I started my recovery 29 years ago. And then continuing on uh, as I became a devout follower of Jesus Christ, realizing that his power is what set me free and kept me free one day at a time. Uh, I hooked up with Celebrate Recovery, which is a faith-based 12-step program. Jesus Christ is the only higher power and uh, it is a biblically-based, biblically-supported recovery program. Uh, I love Celebrate Recovery. I love AA. Uh, neither is perfect, but they certainly have done wonderful things for human beings through the power of God. Uh, so, But in my quest for continuing excellence when it comes to reaching people and leading them to Christ, which is the source of healing, which is what recovery ultimately has to become, is healing and salvation, being saved. We must be saved. We can't save ourselves. Uh, I, I search for simple but powerful means to an end uh, to set people free from their flesh and their sin. And that's what happened to me. That's what I generally speak about is spiritual warfare and uh, this uh, dynamic war between our flesh and spirit, the spirit of the world, the evil spirits, the spirit of Satan uh, versus uh, our flesh. And then hopefully the spirit of God, which overwhelms and overcomes the enemies and sets us free through our choice for Christ. So let me uh, let me hit on some of this stuff today. Uh, again, I I'm not being overly uh, critical. I hope of any of these areas. They have wonderful programs and wonderful uh, wonderful safe places for people to go. We pretty much start out the same way. We have to hit our bottom. Uh, we will enjoy sin to the point of uh, to the point of being totally miserable, beat down, uh, and we'll we'll come to a point of giving up. And God allows us to go through some horrible experiences that we cause ourselves so that we can come to a place of throwing up our hands and saying, Father, I'm done, I'm done. Uh, would you please help me? I confess that I'm powerless. Uh, I confess that I, I am a gross sinner. I have hurt people I love and don't know why so much. I just have to give it to you, God. Would you please help me? That situation sets up uh, the dynamics for 
for being set free by the love and power of Jesus Christ. Uh, some programs, some organizations uh, take pieces and parts of, of that simple story, that simple recipe, and uh, try to um, present a program that's uh, acceptable potentially by everyone, to, irregardless of their belief system. Uh, I think that to be uh, short-sighted and ineffective generally. So obviously I'm talking about secular recovery programs. And again, I love secular recovery programs. Without them, I would not be here today. Uh, let me talk about some of the wonderful positive assets of a, of a typical secular recovery program. Um, the first thing that I want to note is that uh, uh, they have they have tenacity. Uh, secular recovery programs meet every night of the week. Uh, many of them also have noon meetings, so many meet twice a day. Uh, they have the wherewithal to recognize and deal with the necessity of providing a safe place for people to go, not just once a week or even twice a week, but every day and night of the week. So people, uh, people can, uh, can not have to be idle. Idle time is a real enemy of uh, sobriety and recovery. So uh, we need to stay busy. We need to stay busy with uh, positive things in our life. And so when we make the choice to become sober, to seek out recovery, to put behind us the horrors, sins of the past, then we need, uh, we need some safe places to go. Recovery programs, Secular recovery programs do just that, and uh, it is to their credit that they recognize the need for daily, uh, daily discipleship and daily uh, counseling and daily uh, participation in matters of life that are not that do not include alcohol, drugs, or lust addictions. So uh, secular programs uh, will find a meeting location and they will softly advertise uh, and everybody's welcome. Uh, people come and they are encouraged to participate in a very simple program. In fact, I was, my life change began at AA meetings as I sat around the tables and listened to people talk about my life through sharing about their own life. And uh, I was, I was uh, greatly impressed in my spirit by these simple little signs hanging up on the wall that were uh, thematic, that were meaningful to the success of the recovery program. 
these were all from the Bible, but they probably didn't know that maybe. And they had, they had been reduced to a very simple, succinct statement, but they were awesome. First one of these, one day at a time. You know, I had been in churches a lot in my life. I had been a deacon in a couple of churches. Uh, I, I was a decent human being uh, for, oh, 10, 10 years or so, maybe 12 years of my, of my life before I crashed and burned. And I was a good family man. Uh, I was making an honest effort, which is another term that I've learned in, in uh, recovery. And uh, I had never encountered nor considered this most powerful theme or saying that comes from the Bible that is so embraced by recovery programs because it is so powerful and so simple. And these programs thrive on simplicity that can be applied to anybody's life with reasonable effort. One day at a time is straight out of God's Word. Uh, God tells us that it is it is uh, silly, impractical to try to live life uh, carrying yesterday's issues, yesterday's hurts, habits, and hang-ups. And even more so, relying upon the future for happiness, for things that we don't currently have, uh, and wasting away day after day after day, not appreciating what God has put right in front of us. I am so guilty of that for so long. So one day at a time helps me to keep it simple, which is another term from recovery that I learned to love and appreciate. Uh, keep it simple, also has roots in God's Word. The two put together begin a formidable recipe for sobriety. One day at a time, I do not, on purpose, I choose not to carry the pain of the past. I can't deal with it. I can't change it. So all it can cause is continued harm if I keep going back there and 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 take again that crushing pain of what I was and what I did to my loved ones and to myself. Counting on tomorrow for happiness or riches or whatever is really not wise. We don't know about tomorrow. Uh, a lot of people have staked a lot on what's going to come up around the corner the happiness, the money, the whatever, <clears throat> the great marriage, the, you know, uh, it doesn't always happen. Nothing, nothing generally goes the way we thought it would. Uh, and so we, we uh, distance ourselves from foolish reliance upon the unknown, which is tomorrow. <coughs> Excuse me. So ultimately, I've got today, and that's all I've got. And so uh, I get up in the morning, and I dedicate this day to God. When I finish the day, I'll thank God for a great day. 
I tried to do the next right thing on purpose. It works out one day at a time. Keeping it simple, uh, I also had never encountered that precious, powerful life theme until I got in recovery. Uh, we, we are challenged to let go of the complicated affairs of our life, uh, the scheming, the planning, the uh, overwhelming issues that arise before us, uh, the mediocrity uh, in trying to do too many things and not doing anything well. Uh, we need to keep it simple on purpose, and we need to ask God to help us to keep it simple because our minds will start to wonder, our, our worldly influences will pull, pull and push us, we have to keep it simple. All right. Next one I used to see up on those walls was uh, let go and let God. Uh, for many years, God was not involved in my decision making. God was not involved in my life. Uh, when I came to recovery, what a what a thrilling relief it was to know that it was quite all right and even expected to let go and let God. I found that I could not manage my life affairs properly. Uh, I lacked power to, to change. I lacked power to uh, let go of the past and the sin sufficiently to receive serenity. So I had to let go and let God, and that that began the constant effort, consciously on my part, to to grow through surrender to God. Uh, I uh, I wrote a book uh, about six months ago, which is entitled "World War Me" uh, by Rick Tolliver, and uh, it uh, it is my life's testimony, my life's story. It's an autobiography, but it's also uh, meant to be encouraging to those that have lost everything and, and uh, need, to, need to find the light, need to find the, the answers. Uh, and it's simple. The solutions are simple. Getting there to that place of uh, crashing and burning it's not so simple, but the solution is simple. So check out the book. It is it is much more uh, informative in uh, regards to the things that we're talking about today. Uh, another saying that I saw on those placards on the wall was, uh, "It works if you work it." That's crucial. That is crucial. Uh, no matter how significant a program might be, no matter how potentially powerful it might be in our lives and the lives of others, it is not going to take effect by osmosis. God will not do for us unless we agree to do our part. 
It is tough love, which is another term I learned in recovery. I never knew about tough love before I came to recovery. Uh, my ministry theme has been tough love for over 20 years because that's that's what broke through to me uh, was tough love. The truth will set you free. So uh, getting back to this, uh, it works if you work it. Uh, I was, I was, I was feeling in my spirit the power of that when I came to recovery. And God did some miracles for me right off the bat. And I was fascinated. I was, I was absolutely uh, given hope in a flash. And uh, you can read more about that in my book. And I'm not trying to push the book, but I just don't have time to go into these things like I did in my book. And it is meant to help people. Uh, so uh, I found it necessary to do my part. And uh, when I did, I grew. I became stronger. I became planted in my newfound conviction and freedom. And freedom was, oh, so sweet and exciting and precious and awesome. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed being set free and staying free one day at a time. Uh, so the tools of the trade in secular recovery are really quite simple. Uh, you uh, are expected to pick out a sponsor from the list of candidates, which are which are considered to be old timers, which means that they have been sane and sober. Well, they've been sober. <laughs> for a significant period of time, and they're living a life of sobriety. Uh, accountability partners are your friends that you will acquire. People work in the program just like you. They're not qualified, per se, to be a sponsor, but they can certainly be your recovery buddies or your accountability partners. Uh, that, too, was crucial in my life at a very uh, a very special time when I was keeping it simple. I was trying to do the next right thing on purpose, and and God was truly, truly for me, and helping me and saving me. Um, so, uh, uh, secular programs, recovery programs have some have some significant merit. And help a lot of people. Uh, there are a few things uh, that I I have found do not fit me, so uh, I feel free to be a positive uh, positive critic from time to time, and uh, I, I certainly mean it well. Uh, I, I I know that Christ is the only answer ultimately, but He will choose methods. Uh, to get us to him uh, that he knows will will work in in many lives. So I talked uh, in my last podcast about uh, about the difference of of opinion. Uh, 
in between secular program, deep thinking, and the Christian viewpoint, uh, the biblical viewpoint uh, of addictions, uh, secular programs openly proclaim that addictions are a disease. Uh, I find that to be horrendously bogus based upon God's word and my own experiences. Uh, Faith-based programs and the Bible uh, would have us to know that addictions are are sin. Addictions, being an addict, is sin. Uh, if we, if we are still without Christ, if we've not been converted, if we've not been saved, our bodies, our flesh, control us, and our flesh is controlled by the devil, and therefore, our flesh will drag us around. From one high to the next high to the next, that's all it cares about. And so as we, as we partake of the, of the feel-good opportunities in this world, whether it be sex or drugs or alcohol or anything that makes us high, we become addicted to that particular thing. And we have to have it more and more. And that's our flesh leading us down the road to destruction. Uh, so... We believe that addictions are not a disease, but rather a choice that ends up being overwhelmed by the desires of our flesh in this world. Uh, I also have to say that the higher power reference in secular uh, programs is offensive. There's only one higher power. His name is Jesus Christ. He's the creator, maintainer, and sustainer of us all. Uh, he's the power, the only power. Uh, there's a bit too much emphasis on individual uh, responsibility and not enough on God uh, in secular programs. Uh, there's only one power source, and that's Jesus and the Holy Spirit. I love these programs. Uh, I, I think that uh, God has a, a great plan for many people by finding this simplistic, doable approach to change through recovery. However, it's all about him. Okay, we're going to talk some more next time about this stuff. I think it's, uh, it's healthy to... Uh, to uh, positively share about some of the differences and some of the underlying reasons for those differences. Uh, so I'm going to have to quit there, and uh, I want you to uh, do one thing for me. Easy does it, and jump all in. Till next time. <laughs>